Welcome to the Raising Sons podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rochelle Whitaker, but you can call me Dr. Shell. I'm a parenting advisor, educational psychologist, licensed maternal mental health therapist, and mom. On this podcast, we'll cover everything you need to know about raising sons. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, hey, it's Dr. Shell with another episode of the Raising Sons podcast. And today we're talking about top activities to keep your toddler busy. But before we get into that specific topic, I want to talk about something else that is centered around this, and that is isolation of moms. So maybe you don't know, but I am a maternal mental health expert. And so I was doing therapy with moms after they had baby in that postpartum phase. And at some point, you probably will hear my whole story. And so I experienced postpartum depression. And part of that depression came from isolation. Now, isolation can look like many different things. So it wasn't that I didn't have people around me. It wasn't that I didn't have support, but I also felt isolated. There weren't a lot of other moms that I was talking to that had kids the same age as mine or that were, you know, still at home during that whole maternity leave. I could take my toddler with to do things with. And so I want to talk about the isolation of moms. And I think it's pretty common in that toddler stage. It may not be as common if the mom is, you know, back at work, but she could still be feeling some isolation as well. But for the moms that are maybe staying at home, one of the questions that I get a lot of is, what do I do with my toddler? But also, how do I find mommy friends? Because, you know, you may have a group of girlfriends. You may be the first one to have a child. They may not have any kids. The things that you're talking about and discussing has changed. You know, you're feeling isolated because you no longer have that friend group. And so you're looking for a friend group that is experiencing some of the same things that you are. And so you feel isolated and that could lead to, you know, some depression. One of the things that I want to encourage moms to do is to find mom groups, right? Where can you find those? Well, there are mom meetups. There are mommy groups that you can find in your local areas. There are mom groups for like moms of multiples. There are mom groups for moms of singletons, meaning single children. There are mom groups for specific ethnicities. So there's mocha moms for African-American moms. There are mom groups based on like the location of where you live. You can find some of those groups on Facebook and they'll also tell you, you know, where they have local meetups and things like that. There are some national groups. So like Mocha Moms, you can just Google Mocha Moms and find one that's in your area. But, you know, start searching out for some mom groups so that you aren't isolated. There are little gyms, a place where you can take your toddler to engage in activities. And so you can meet other moms there. You know, mommy and me classes, swim classes, different places like that. You can engage with other moms and maybe start to form some friendships so that you don't feel isolated and alone. And I think that's so important because a lot of times, you know, we're focused on our kids and not ourselves. And so we can be struggling just to make sense of this new world that we're in and feeling isolated. And so making sure that you are surrounding yourself with other people that you can have conversations with. It doesn't have to be a band of people. It doesn't have to be 10 people, maybe just one or two. And so you all are maybe meeting up for play dates. And so that's not only helping your child have someone to play with, but it's also helping you. It's giving you some adult stimulation, conversation, and support. And so I think the key thing 
especially for, and not just moms, this applies to dads too, is that you have support really in the early stages is when parents start to struggle a lot because it's a new thing or maybe you're adding an additional child to your home. And so you just kind of feel out there on your own or you can. And so it's important that you have a supportive group around you. So when things get tough and challenging, you can talk to someone about what those struggles look like. So that's my spiel for before we get into the topic of how you can keep your toddler busy or connecting the two things. So making sure you create a schedule. So when my oldest was a baby, my husband worked this crazy schedule. And so what I would do was make sure we had a schedule. So in the morning, we would get up, we would, you know, have breakfast or he would have breakfast. And then I had everything kind of lined out. And, you know, we would maybe do some tummy time or a play mat for a little while. And then we would leave and do like the little gym for an hour or so. And then we might, you know, go to the store and then we might come back, you know, for his nap time. Then, of course, he got up from his nap time. We would have lunch. So I had a whole schedule planned out because I just worked better on the schedule. Plus, he had a nap schedule. And so you all know that if your toddlers don't get naps, oh, my gosh, they can become demons. To avoid that, I made sure that I kind of stayed on that nap schedule. And so, too, it depends on your child. So if your toddler can sleep anywhere, you know, you might can go out and he can do his nap in the car. I didn't have that kind of child. So we needed to be at home. He needed to be in his space, in his zone to really get the rest that he needed and for me to gain some sanity. So I would just schedule everything around his nap time. So, you know, creating a schedule is important for when you're talking about toddler activities. But what can you do in terms of toddler activities? It doesn't take a lot, right? I think we put, when I say we, parents put more into, you know, what kind of activities can we do with our child? I mean, you can just play with them, take them outside, take them on a stroller ride. But again, creating play dates with other kids and moms. I have a friend who had a daughter. They were like two weeks apart. And so she went back to work before I did. And so we would meet up at the park in the evening sometimes and let them run around and play, right? (laughs) It works two ways. So I got time to engage with another adult and kind of talk about what was happening in our world. They got a chance to play and run around and they had each other. But we also knew a little secret. And that secret was something about the outside air. When we went in the evenings, would have them have like much better sleep. So we were like, okay, we're going to do this as often as we can because them sleeping and not waking up, it was good for us. So we found out that secret and we, you know, kind of adhere to it as much as we could. I want to take a moment to tell you guys about the Raising Fearless Sons Challenge. Recently, my son and I had a discussion about him wanting to face his fears and to be more brave. So he came up with a list of things that he wanted to do to help him face those fears. One of those things was something like, Uh, climbing a rock wall. So he has a fear of heights. And so he made a list of things that he wanted to do um, over the summer to face his fears. And not only did he encourage, he wants to do this for himself. He then also inspired me to, to participate in this, in this challenge. And so 
I'm a big fan of practicing what I preach. And so we've been, you know, facing our fears together. And so wanted to include you all in this challenge. And so if you want to join the challenge, follow these simple instructions. Share a fearless moment that either you or your son embraced on Instagram and use hashtag Raising Sons. The winner will receive a copy of the Raising Sons manual. I can't wait to see your post. Taking your toddler to the park for a meetup with another toddler. The library. The library is an awesome place. There's story times. There are all kinds of things, activities that the library offers, especially for toddlers. And so going to the library, just spending time there, sometimes even just reading books. The library closest to me has an outside area. So you can, you know, go outside and read books on the lawn with your toddler or allow them to run around. And so the library is a great place. Again, I mentioned the little gym, play dates, playing outside. I love the zoo for my sons. So we would oftentimes go to the zoo. We had a zoo membership. And so that was, you know, an hour or two activity that we would do. Now, I live in Texas and it is hot. So I'd have to get up early in the morning to be there when they open so we wouldn't <laughs> burn up. But we spent a lot of time at the zoo and, you know, learning about animals because a lot of times, you know, toddlers love animals because they make noises and can do all the things. And so, you know, going to the zoo, playing outside, story time at the library, the little gym, if you have a little gym in your area, the little gym, if you don't have a little gym, that's exactly what it is. It's like a gym where the kids can crawl. They do like singing. They do this parachute exercise where the kids are holding part of the parachute and lifting it up and lifting it down. They have a song that goes with that. So they're singing, they're climbing and rolling over stuff. I'm sure if you don't have a little gym, there's something similar in your area. And so that's a great way, especially if you have an active son or active daughter that's into all kinds of things. The little gym is a good way to allow them to get all of that out in, a, in an environment that's kind of contained. There are also music classes that you can do with your child. Music and swim classes. Music classes. I did a party for my son at a, it was similar to Little Gym, but it was all about music. That was fun. And so doing those kind of things as well. And then swim classes. Yeah, I started off doing a swim class with my son, but then it got to be too much because my hair got wet and I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. And so my husband had to come and do the swim classes. So if you don't have any issues with your hair, you'll be fine. But at the time I wasn't feeling it because it was too much. So swim classes are another option. So there are lots of things that you can do with your toddler. But most of all, whatever you can think of in your head, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It could just be, you know, creating a picnic in your backyard. They will love it. So anything that allows them, you know, the opportunity to run around and kind of do their own thing, they love that. So don't overthink it. Just do it. Something else that I thought about for moms that are working from home and that maybe have the toddlers with them, some things that they can do to keep their toddler busy while they're on the call or in a meeting. I would suggest that you find things that your toddler likes. So maybe it's coloring. So having them sit next to you, you know, you're at your desk in the chair and they're sitting next to you and they're coloring or building things, having blocks and things like that. You can also use technology as a way to keep them entertained and quiet for a period of time. My suggestion is that you would find something that's educational that they like, that's entertaining that they like you know, combining the two, because I know that some moms have, lots of moms have this concern about technology and not wanting their child to have too much of it. 
or, you know, kind of what they're exposed to. So there are lots of great things that you can find, great apps that you can find that are educational in nature for your toddler to do. I'm trying to think of some that are coming to mind. They're like, they're coloring things, they're puzzle pieces that they can put together. There are things that help them, there are apps that help them to read. So there are all kinds of different apps that you can find on your phone or the tablet that can keep them entertained, but are educational as well. So, you know, if you're working from home, those are some things like coloring, drawing, making sure they're sitting right though next to you, right? Because a toddler just given the freedom to roam, we know that that can create mass havoc. So making sure they're sitting next to you, maybe they have a chair that looks like your chair and maybe you're setting them up so that their environment looks like yours. So meaning they're at a small desk, you're at a desk, they're in a chair, you're in a chair. And so that also may keep them entertained, but blocks and coloring, the thing that's probably going to keep them entertained the longest is going to be something technology wise. So finding something that you're comfortable allowing them to spend time on while you're working is helpful. And then I would say maybe centering your day and your meetings around kind of like their schedule. So, you know, if they're cranky at 11, maybe take your lunch at 11 so that, you know, you can still do what you need to do and they're not, you know, crying and interfering and also, you know, scheduling their time so they have time to run and be free because that'll then help you while you're working from home when you're wanting them to sit, you know, kind of in one place for some period of time. So that's something else to consider and think about when you're, you know, trying to keep your toddler busy and active because you're having to work from home. So hope those things are helpful. All right, guys, that's another episode of the Raising Sons podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Until next time.